0: Because we can't even bullshit the, the start. You have to. We have to do it properly because you have such demanding standards. I do have very high standards. Because I can't like... Hey, it's Lost Levels Club. That was alright. Really? No. <laughs> 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 no, actually, I like that. I like that.
1: Do you know what the best part of that was? What? You didn't say it like a question. Wait, we're going with it. We're going with it. I'm going to go
0: with it. Yeah, and then we have to insert the jingle here now. Please. Fantastic jingle. Good, good,
1: good. I'm glad you liked it. I made it specially. I didn't make it specially. I didn't. You chose it. (laughs) I chose it specially. I went deep into the jingle mines uh, to retrieve this nugget of jingle. So, I'm Mike. And I'm Ting.
0: And we are... Lost Levels Club. Boom. Where do you want to start? Where we a, start? We have a choice or two. Either we talk about what we're going to play next, or what we have been playing. I think we should talk about what we're going to play next. Let's do it. Okay. So, Mike, I chose Undertale. So,
1: my choice, Fallout 4, just because I don't really want to play my backlog. I think we should make it worse. Let's play something new. And like, Fallout 4 hype.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Actually, I say hype. I deliberately not paid any attention to this game. It was announced. Everyone was shocked. It was like, wait, what do you mean it's going to be out before the end of the year? I have not watched any of the trailers. I have. Wait, not wait. wait. The blurb. E3. Didn't watch it. Really? Did not watch the trailer. Could have been a pile of. For once, I decided I'm going to be surprised. I have not read any reviews. I have not watched any Let's, Pl- Let's Plays. I did not watch the trailer. I know as little as it is possible to know about it. Uh, actually, that's not true. I do know some stuff. Obviously, I know there's some kind of town building mechanic. I know there's some dumb pit boy edition and you can put your phone in it. Do, 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 do. What else do I know? Did you play I, the iOS game? Did not play the iOS game. I know everyone else was playing the iOS game. But it's like it's microtransactions and ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't play the iOS game. Yeah,
0: I know there's a dog again. Is this because you're too busy to read on read up on things or... Genuinely, intentionally made a choice not to. Oh, uh, okay. It, I was. I have been very busy this year. I mean, my day job has
1: been driving me insane, so I ended up missing quite a lot of stuff. And then I thought, oh well, since I've missed it already, uh, let's be surprised. It's one of those things where you know, once you once you've missed something enough, you feel you may as well just keep going with it. So
0: okay. So is it because of how much you enjoy Skyrim or Fallout Three? Uh...
1: Yeah, it's actually I find it quite funny now that Bethesda makes the Fallout games. I did actually you know what Skyrim. Skyrim I actually didn't know that much about either until I played it. Uh, it's another one where I missed it because my day job was driving me crazy. Wait, wait years ago. but
0: you have played? But I
1: have played now quite a lot. I obviously have played quite a lot of Skyrim. I but mean, you had played Morrowind before and Oblivion. Yeah, so I had played all of all of the Bethesda, all the Bethesda games. I hadn't I hadn't played um, Arena, but I have played Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion. Skyrim, and I had also played Fallout 1, Fallout 2, which are obviously interplay
0: uh, pre-Bethesda. I played Fallout 3, I played Fallout New Vegas. That's going back some, because Daggerfall was some weird... Daggerfall! Voxels? No, was it Voxels? Uh, It's not Voxels, but it's like some some old, old, old school... Yes, 2D sprites, right? 2D
1: sprites, hold the mouse and drag it in different directions to swing your sword, kind of... Okay. Yeah. It was also cool. it's, um I think I had a lot of procedurally generated content, weirdly. So, the, the funny thing is about the Elder Scrolls games, uh, to go off on a, a very mild tangent, and hopefully I'll yeah. come back, they've actually got smaller each time. So, the, the area of the game has actually got smaller but more detailed each time. Actually, again, like I'm just saying this, I'm not sure it's really true. It's definitely true that Daggerfall was enormous, but just procedurally generated and not very detailed at all. Uh, whereas Morrowind was mostly hand placed, Oblivion and Skyrim are. Skyrim maybe got bigger again.
0: That's one of the complaints you get with Skyrim, though. It's just the dungeons are so lacking. Yeah,
1: because you know. Skyrim is all baked in. But when they generated that game, maybe it was procedurally generated. Yeah. In the first place, and they went and just went in and tweaked it. I I, I don't know what the fo- the Fallout games, I guess, being a wasteland, it doesn't feel so jarring for things just to be like random and higgledy pld and, you know, slightly wrecked or maybe even just slightly carbon-copied just because of the setting, I guess. Uh, You know, you might expect just, like, barren empty wasteland in between, like, the, the important landmarks. Yeah. Fallout always feels quite good. I think it is a... It's a bit of a shame that I... Mm, I don't know if it's true. I think it's still the case in Fallout 4. I mean, this is because I don't really know because I haven't been paying that much attention about it, but... I have got an inkling that in Fallout 4, you still get kind of like level transitions when you go inside a city or something. Oh. I think. And I I think that's, again, just because of like limitations of consoles and rendering and stuff.
0: So you you understand why Bethesda picked up the license? I think it is a good
1: fit for their open world style of game. Because Fallout 1 and 2 were kind of more like Boulder's Gate. Yes. And... uh, Fallout Three. No one was quite sure how it would turn out, but it turned out really well. Yeah, it's it's really it's really fun. It it really is Skyrim with guns. I hope you enjoy it because you've never played any of these, have you?
0: No, I've never played any of these. So I <laughs> I tried to sort of give you an idea of what's in my mind when I think of Fallout, and I I wrote down um, Bioshock type mechanics mixed in with Borderlands questing, with maybe some. Infinity Engine character interaction. That's not a million miles away. Something interesting I heard though is that in Fallout Three, you couldn't be, you couldn't play it like a shooter though. You had to use Vats. Is that right? No, you could definitely play it like a shooter. You never had to use Vats.
1: Vat, I mean Vats definitely helped, but you never had to use it. Okay, so I got
0: the impression that the, the the gun was quite clunky. Yeah,
1: it is definitely more clunky than an FPS because uh, there is like stats and dice rolling going
0: on behind the scenes. I know, but with Destiny, for instance, there are stats going on behind the scenes, but it still feels well, good. And say with Borderlands.
1: In Destiny and Borderlands, the the stat business is, I guess, attached to the guns. Whereas in Fallout, it's more attached to your character. Yep. So if your character has bad has bad aiming stats. Then that's obviously going to impact your ability to shoot stuff, and even when you're playing in like the first-person shooty mode, I think it will like apply penalties to your precision and damage and stuff. Really? I think so. Okay. You know, it's another one of those things where, as time has gone on with these with these games Bethesda has been making, uh, it has become they have made it easier and easier to just play the game and not worry about the dice rolling. In Daggerfall, and still to some extent in Morrowind, you could really screw yourself over if you picked bad skills uh, because your level was attached to like some primary skills you nominated. And if you decided, oh, to make running a primary skill and you're running everywhere, well, your running's going to level up, and then now you're level 20 and you're really good at running, but you can't hit stuff for shit. And then because you're level 20, you're going to start fighting, you know, like frost elementals and things, and they're just going to one-shot you because you're great at running, but uh, you're not good at much else. Uh, And there were lots of very complicated mechanics around which skills you picked and which attributes they buffed and whatever. And then as you went from Morrowind to Oblivion and then to Skyrim, they greatly streamlined that system. And streamlining is often, oh, they've dumbed it down. But at the same time... It really frees you to just play the game and not worry about oh this level i have to make sure i get five points in medium armor otherwise we'll be able to get a strength bonus with a good multiplier you know instead it's just i'm just going to play the game and it's going to be fun and the fallout games have always had a slightly more streamlined system with special as they call it with like what strength perception endurance intelligence no constitution charisma charisma okay charisma yep. uh intelligence agility agility, and luck yep. yeah so again i think it's one of the things where you don't have to worry about it that much you can just play and have fun and i wouldn't obsess over builds i wouldn't you know i wouldn't freak out too much i would just pick something and enjoy it and and if you're not
0: enjoying it then start again okay but is it so is it so rpg like or rpge that you have numbers pop up as you're doing damage
1: Hmm, I can't remember. I think no, uh, I think, no, I, don't in, think so. I think if you're in Vats mode, I'm not sure. I'll tell you the number, even though I've played Skyrim. I've watched Let's Plays. There's, oh, in Skyrim, yeah, it doesn't tell you the numbers. There's no numbers popping. I now. try to remember if it tells you in Fallout. I don't think you get the numbers either. But you, you'll see their health bar, and you'll see like some massive chunk get taken off if you crit them.
0: Okay. So then, do I have to explain myself? Why haven't I played any of these? Because up to now, it's been multiplayer stuff. And you know the Metacritic rule. Yes. So that's it. Simple, really.
1: Yeah, because I actually checked the Metacritic scores for these today, and it's sub-90 at the time of us talking. So I guess that's why you wouldn't have... Skyrim, Skyrim did get 95 when I six, didn't it, or not on PS. On Xbox. Yeah, and you don't have an Xbox.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's that's your excuse. And it's not something you would try. You have to go all in
1: i guess it's funny because i i remember reading a review in like pc gamer magazine
0: about daggerfall and wanting to try it i read that review i <laughs> still remember those cuz it, it looked like the most dull ugly <laughs> game but they gave it 94% or something and they loved it
1: did they really i
0: think i, so. I thought it reviewed quite badly but it just looked really good
1: I feel like it's almost like the exact opposite my experience of it. I think It probably just depends what skill point, um, what screenshots they pick. Everything was brown. <laughs> really? Yes. Maybe it was some PC Gamer magazine. Maybe I had some other magazine. Maybe it's like Edge or something. Because
0: PC Format Edge is very punishing with their reviews. Okay. I
1: uh, I seem to recall it didn't review too well, but the the way they described it, they they described it in incredibly ambitious terms. The thing about Daggerfall is you could make your own spells up. Like there's a spell making system. So there's all the different spell effects and the different spell forms. So you could say, oh, I want a lightning ball or I want a flaming beam and stuff like that. Or, you know, levitation and AoE. And you you could attach all these effects together to make a spell. And the spell making system, as time has gone on in those games, has become less and less ambitious. I think it was most ambitious in Daggerfall. And then Morrowind had it but with, like with some sanity attached to it, uh, so you couldn't do completely ridiculous things. And then by the time it gets to Oblivion and Skyrim, well, Skyrim doesn't have the Spellmaker system at all, sadly, because I guess it's just too unbalancing. You you can't really give people that much freedom and expect them not to find some way to break the game. So I don't know why I'm talking about this. It's not in Fallout 4. That's just a general uh, Bethesda open-world game mechanic. Oh, they're, they're really fun. They're really fun. I, I hope so. It yeah. looks fun. Yeah, because you would never played any RPGs before, either, had you? I guess because I was doubly interested in the series because I'd played Fallout 1 and 2 and I really liked the Infinity Engine games, which the Fallout 1 and 2 weren't Infinity Engine games, but they were of that kind of ilk. And the Elder Scrolls series as well. So to have the person who'd made the Elder Scrolls series be making a Fallout game, obviously that's why I was interested in Fallout 3 and New Vegas, and now that's why I I want to play Fallout 4 because I, I know that I enjoy this series of game and this style of game.
0: What is it about Fallout 3, then, and Skyrim that makes it so enjoyable? It's...
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to beat a dead horse and say, it's because you don't read fiction, Ting. It's like the... It's, it's the closest thing, I guess, to being in a fantasy or sci-fi novel and it be write-your-own-story. There's all these things that happen and you, you know, you write your own adventure They've just set up the world with all these fantastical things and you can go out and explore it. And it's not like a linear story that someone's made for you that you're experiencing, which is fun as well, but it's very much go out into the world and make your own story. You say fantastical though. Yeah. You mean that? Yeah, the Fallout games do have like ludicrous moments like there's like, there'll be aliens, there will be, they've always had um, it's always been quite tongue in cheek. Uh, I remember in I can't remember if it's Fallout that one or two, but there being uh you can encounter Doctor Who in the Wasteland, for example, you'll just see the TARDIS fading out you'll be like, Huh, what what was that? Did that really just happen? Or a bit where I think I think you know do you know Monty Python and the Holy Grail with the sorcerer Tim?
0: Not the sorcerer No, don't know it that well then. No. <laughs> really. where, where they're at the they're at the
1: like the 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 bridge of death and you know, he's like, What is your name? And Oh, never mind. Forget this. Okay. Forget this. It's going to be too much. I'm doing a terrible job explaining. It. I, know, I can't I think know. of. A, I can't think of a good example. But there's great. I'll things. tell
0: you where I'm coming from. It's because I see this post-apocalyptic world and I expect everything to be dreary, punishing, and just lacking in hope, and expecting it to be really dry. Good.
1: I'm glad you think that. Play the game. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk next time. Okay.
0: Exactly, and you know, not obviously not in uh, the road sense where it's. You know, there is no hope, but more that way than the, I want to say, like Mad Max.
1: I think you should play it. I will play it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I want to see what I want to see what you think after you played it. And then we wanted to talk about what things we know. I don't know for me, I've I've done a lot of research over. Okay, the
1: only thing I read. Well, the the two things I know are number one. There's some kind of town building mechanic. I don't know anything more than there is a town building mechanic. And also that the names are voiced. There's a list of names. and If you pick one of these names, they will say your name.
0: But that's only Codsworth or is that every NPC? Oh, I have no idea. And who's Codsworth? The robot. Okay. I I
1: think. Don't know. I I, I put disclaimer there. I think it is, yeah. Okay. All I know is that you can call your character Fuckface and they'll say it. Okay. That's That's literally all I know. That's the only name I know as well.
0: And you've answered one of my other questions is I shouldn't... Fret about the build. I shouldn't fret about which perks I'm going to level up, which perks I'm going to focus on. I, I don't know. I probably
1: will fret about it a lot, but I probably shouldn't. (laughs) I think it can be really fun to. You are supposed to be able to play this game any way you like. I remember hearing someone talk about how they decided to try and make the most broken character ever. So they just decided that they put all their points in strength, and they would never wear any armor, and they'd only melee things. And they thought, yeah, I'm going to get like five meters and be killed by a scorpion or something. But they managed to get through the whole game just by punching stuff in the face. You okay. can do it. If you try hard enough, you can do it. Yeah. Okay. Do what you like. Make That's a ridiculous what... playthrough. It'll be fun.
0: And then the things like the stress of hoarding stuff and picking stuff up.
1: Yeah. that the, It's one of those, again, it's one of those things where if you're exploring and you're picking up loot, to begin with, you'll be like, oh, I managed to find a gun. Yay. And then you'll and later on, you'll be like, Oh another nuke launcher i'll just I'll just come back for it later if I need it because you'll be so burdened by like your fifty plasma cannons yeah. and you know uh, again just don't stress okay and no no vehicles no mounts in Skyrim had mounts didn't it Skyrim had horses and I think you could ride dragons in one of the expansions
0: so what's the fallout three equivalent
1: mm don't think I don't think you get anything like that in fallout three okay i I'm, I'm not sure you get anything like that in fallout four either in fallout. In Fallout Two, or was it Fallout One, or maybe both? You got a car,
0: but I don't think there's anything like that this time. Okay. And final thing is, you've got on PC, and I I've got on PC. Yep. PC, PC all the way. So I feel I'm I'm glad that we've got on PC. I think I've heard the performance issues on the consoles have been quite bad. So moments where it just goes down to 11 frames a second, or yeah, sub PC
1: P- for for this kind of game, uh, especially if you ever want to mod it. PC is the way to go. I hear they're allowing mods on the consoles now. I have no idea how that's going to work.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine how that's going to work.
1: Yeah, but the actually it's funny for all my talking about the mods, I never play with the mods, but I do quite like to see videos of the videos of them. I remember seeing on Skyrim a video where they replaced all the dragons with the trains from Thomas the Tank Engine. So flying trains. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched the intro. I watched the intro where they replaced like the dragon Alduin with um with Thomas and so there's all the prisoners being taken to be executed then you hear like this ominous toot
0: toot in the distance
1: and all the guards are going what what was that <laughs> <laughs> toot toot it's like huh and then down from the sky you're like boom thomas tank engine lands go, oh my god <laughs> huge like jet of flame comes out of thomas's mouth and he's incinerating all the guards and everyone's losing their shit
0: but have they? Look, but then he, Thomas just spins on a sixpence. Yeah, six Tom, spin, yeah literally, oh, okay. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but hilarious. Is Thomas angry? Does he look angry? <laughs> no, he's got the big, <laughs> he's got a big <laughs> smiley face.
1: Yeah, the mods and you, you can do silly things and silly things with the mods. I always think I'm going to use them, but I never get around to it. The
0: only thing I can think of is the texture packs. Uh, yeah, you could you yeah, you can Perhaps. HD textures and tie it up a bit. I don't have enough video RAM. Do you not? Probably not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I remember I screwed myself over with this as well. I downloaded the the HD texture pack for Skyrim because it was like a steam it was it was free DLC for Skyrim. You could just click oh, it in oh, steam free. and it would give you HD textures. But then it meant that my graphics card was no longer capable of playing the game. And that's actually what made me stop playing Skyrim. Uh because it was like, oh crap, I have to buy a new graphics card now. Uh I think this is before I realized you could untick the DLC, box. okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I was just a moron. Never mind, that was a tangent. So, our choice Choice so Fallout 4, my pick. Yay! We
0: both already got Fallout 4. We as both, well. were,
1: we both, we both bought it because we both already knew I was going to pick this.
0: Yeah, so I bought it pre-order. <laughs> yeah, I bought it as a pre-order. I bought it before
1: it's out. Oh, so did I. I it's, so you know what's really funny is I said no pre-orders and not pre-ordering anything again. And then, oh, actually, you know what it was? You know what it was? They changed the pricing in the Hong Kong App Store to Hong Kong dollars, which is weird and jarring. And before Fallout 4 said 60 USD, and I thought. 60 USD. That seems like quite a lot, but when it's in Hong Kong dollars, it's like 465 Hong Kong dollars, which is 60 USD. But it's like it's got a four on the front. It's like, oh, that's like 40 quid, okay. which is of course 60 US <laughs> dollars. But it just seemed like a steal, so I bought it. It does like.
0: I was like, I'm such a moron. I'm so dumb. So, so the prices I'm paying at the retail stores now is 60 US dollars, even yeah. though it's got a four. Yeah, because okay. it's it's like 7.75. Okay. Hong Kong to
1: the uh, to USD. Mm-hmm. so A bit of fact there. A bit of fact, yeah. yeah those here are your FX news. Okay, we're done. It's Fallout 4. That's the pick.
0: So next up. <laughs> so I've, next up. On... I've, I've titled this Currently Playing, but actually it's Storytime with Mike. <laughs> we should actually call it. Because what have you been playing, Ting? I've been playing Baldur's Gate. But actually, this is a vehicle for arc stories, actually. Well, I, I, no, you know what? Know. At least you've been playing
1: Baldur's Gate. I really did not think you'd actually really play Baldur's Gate. I'm surprised you're still playing it and you're enjoying it.
0: I'm enjoying it now. It's, it's no, I'm good. enjoying it now. That's yeah. quite telling. At the beginning, it was a lot of Googling and, and a lot of second-guessing second myself. But now it's very natural, what's going on. And It's quite fun. Because I'm actually exploring. Before it was... Oh, gosh is dreading going into a new location and what would be behind the door now it's i want to see what's behind the door and explore but something i've turned on is having it pause at the end of every round of a battle all oh, right i really like it i'm not so panicked i don't know how you play. and you micro you played Baldur's Gate, and with your battles you micromanaged them i micromanaged yeah i would be hitting space but i do some stuff and hit spacebar. so I, I i tried to do that but it was got really messy i was just over just almost panic pausing all the time. But sometimes you need to give time for the spells to be cast as well. So I'd give it one order and then I'd probably cancel it by giving something else and it got really messy. Yeah, I
1: guess I would queue stuff up. So I'd I'd pick all the spells and then as soon as they cast them, i hit spacebar again and pick the next stuff to do.
0: So now I have it paused at the end of every turn. So I know that something's been completed and then I just set a new the next task or command. It's really satisfying now okay well i'm glad you're enjoying it yeah and i i feel like i'm making good progress Mm -hmm. but i don't know if i am because chapter two is all weird and bloated yeah it's like it's when the game really opens up Yeah. yeah but after that it's quite linear i don't i wonder if if i finish chapter two whether that's almost halfway through the game is it that bloated
1: I don't remember. It's okay. been like ten
0: years. It's probably been more. It's been more than ten years. Crikey! How did
1: it work with the discs? Did you have the CD version? I did. Oh, geez, how did it work with this? I don't even remember. I think it did actually used to say, "Oh, please insert disc three now" and stuff. Yeah. Good question. Don't really remember. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And you bought Black Ops three.
0: I have all Black Ops 3.
1: Blops 3.
0: But I didn't want to tell you because you said <laughs> these words, I, I hear them in my head still. The Advanced Warfare was a bust, says Mike, <laughs> says Sir Michael.
1: Yeah, I, I I bought it, but I didn't play the single player and I just sucked so bad at the multiplayer. player. I don't know if it's because we were playing from Hong Kong and maybe we we're getting match made with people from the US or something, but I just felt like I was rubber banding or I was dying before I could even see who was shooting at me. I think this is one of those things about just like how the netcode for the game works. Because Destiny, when you're playing with high ping, you're just completely like wrecking everyone. The game just seems to the game seems to compensate for the person with the worst ping. And if you are the person with the worst ping, then everyone else is just getting slowed down, and you're getting everything at the right speed. Or maybe it's even that it just says, "Well, you've got bad ping, so you know we'll give you this one." It just always gives it to you. I remember when I've been playing with a friend in the uk on destiny being top of the table every time and i'm probably pissing off everyone else in the match because i've got like red ping but advanced warfare dying constantly just dead 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 see on the replay someone just shooting me in the face for like three seconds it's like they weren't there i didn't see them at all but yeah the game uh, the game penalizes you for having bad ping which is probably the way it should be but should still not be. fun
0: how does destiny do it servers no servers
1: no idea no idea how destiny does it they've been given enough money to pay for servers but i bet they're cheaping out
0: cuz with call of duty the the servers your machine so it's yeah it's someone it? will ho- host it and it's almost one in six it'll be you if you you know if you're partying up with enough of us in hong kong we'll be safe yeah that's what i mean
1: yeah maybe but we didn't play it very much at least i
0: didn't play it very much no we didn't
1: play it that much yeah so it never seemed
0: to go terribly well that's fine and then fallout 4 yeah, so you've bought Fallout 4, I've bought Fallout 4, so hopefully we'll play it next week. But That's it from me. Now let's quickly move on to story time with Mike.
1: Okay, I bought, I've bought and played so much stuff, it's really weird actually. So I've done absolutely nothing to improve my backlog, and I've just bought like five or six more random games and been playing them. So I tried to convince other friends to play Terraria, because been meaning to play it for ages. I played Terraria when it first came out, which uh, was? Like 1.0. It was like years ago. That's like must be like four and a bit years ago. I played it on my own and thought, oh, this would be really fun. We should play it with more of us, but never got around to it. And they finally released Linux and Mac versions. And I've got a like a Linux server. So I put the, I ran the dedicated server software on that. And we're like, oh, we should all play. So we played it for a little bit, but I, I don't think the other people I was playing with really enjoyed it.
0: But it, how does it work? Is it like Minecraft where you can go into the world, change the world, and then leave? And can you do it separately? or do Yeah, you, have yeah to? you can do it separately. That's, that's the whole reason for
1: running the dedicated server. So if we were playing and one of us was hosting, then we'd all have to play it at the same time. But that's why I wanted to pop a dedicated server, which is how we've generally been playing Minecraft as well, because we can't always get on at the same time. But it's quite fun to come back and see what other people have done in your absence. Yeah. So I've set up this Terraria server, but I don't think anyone's really been playing it. And I could obviously just keep playing it on my own, but it just I've already done that. This time I wanted to play it with other people and have fun and us go spelunking in the caves together. But... Yeah, for whatever reason it hasn't really caught on. And instead we decided to play a whole bunch of other random survival games. Uh so we played well, Project. Project Zomboid. Which Zomboid. I hear you think it's Zombloid. <laughs> no, nah, Zomboid. Again, this is this one's actually quite old. I think I, I actually bought this first time like three years ago off like the dev's website. It's it's just a really harsh and unforgiving game. Yeah, I just installed it again I was playing playing with a friend, again on a server. Survival
0: uh, time is how long?
1: Like for me, minutes. <laughs> okay. He he managed to survive for like a few hours, but it's really harsh. You have to eat, you have to drink. If you get bitten, you might be infected, and then, then you're just dead. You know, there's there's no cure. Even if you get scratched, you're gonna bleed out, and you have to bandage your wounds. And the bandages get dirty, and you have to keep cleaning them. Eventually, you know, because of the zombie apocalypse, the electricity will go out, the the water will go out. So, like, when the game first starts and everything's fresh and new, you've got to, like, run around and try and hoard water, hoard food, go and eat all the perishable stuff from the fridges first while they're all still running. And there's, like, line of sight systems. So if you're not facing a direction, you will not see the zombies. So you can turn around and suddenly find, like, five zombies who have been shambling after you and you just didn't realise. How
0: does the audio work, though? Does the audio not give it away?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, you can hear zombies. You'll be able to hear them. So you'll get some kind of cue that there's something after you. But it's a hard and punishing
0: game. Oh, it's not this game where you play on the keyboard. It's the other one. We'll, oh, binding to we'll we'll Move price. on to yeah. So you play Project Zomboid controller,
1: mouse and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard. So was to, it's like an isometric game, but I'm using yeah the keyboard to move and the mouse to quick stuff and do do actions, break into houses, shoot zombies, whatever. There have been some really comical moments because after the first few deaths, I just could not be asked we kept rejoining the server as, you know, as fresh characters.
0: You weren't hosting the server?
1: No, no, so the server was, he was hosting the server on his machine. So we're joining the server as fresh characters and he was doing his utmost to survive. We just spawned at random places on this enormous map, so the chances of us actually encountering each other was quite low, and we'd be trying to describe where we were, but, you know, we only actually even managed to find each other a few times, so we didn't even really feel like we were playing the same game a lot of the time. And I just started completely messing around. I remember getting into a police station and then getting a shotgun, and you know, a boatload of shotgun shells. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have some fun. I'm going to fire off this shotgun like a moron. Because as soon as you make a noise, all the zombies in the area start following you. And I had probably 60 to 100 zombies chasing me in this massive conga line of zombies. And and I was like, oh, I think I've kited all the zombies. You can go and loot the, uh, you know, you can go and loot the town now. And I was like, like... But is this 28 Days Later zombies? Or the... They will... They, they shamble, but when they get close, they'll lunge at you. They'll run. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a hybrid in between. But it, it's not, yeah, it's not, like, full on the rage. You can walk away. You can outwalk them as long as you don't get too close.
0: And is there verticality in here? So can you go upstairs? There, there's,
1: there's stairs and things, yeah. And, and you can do stuff like, apparently a good way to survive is to go up the stairs and, like, destroy the stairs with a sledgehammer, and then the zombies won't be able to get to you. But eventually you're going to run out of food and water, so you'll eventually have to go down again. Okay. But that is a way to make a safe spot, for example. I-, I think it's quite a detailed game. I mean, they've they've put quite a lot of eff- effort into making a punishing and detailed survival sim. Do you like punishing games, so why don't you, like... Posh, at some point, yeah. it's too punishing. Oh, I- really? Yeah. I-, I just did not find it fun. Did not find it fun. Were there achievements? <laughs> Were there achievements? I don't know. I, I
0: don't know. Because I feel... You probably know I don't like these. What, survival sims? Yeah. So I would need achievements just to keep me... Give me something to focus on. Surviving in, as a task in itself isn't enough. I,
1: I think actually that's probably the problem with this as well. You have to survive, but there's no real sense of progression. Like, I didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere. My character just felt like... It, it is just too depressing. When you start the character and you're logging into the server, it said, you know, the end of civilization. And then it's like saying there was no hope. This is how you died. It's not, it's not, this is how you lived. This is how you died. You are going to die. And my characters just felt disposable after the first time when I really struggled to survive. It was like, you know what? It's just not worth it. I'm just going to run around like a lunatic and die. I think you probably can survive if you're good. But I just, yeah, I just wasn't enjoying it. And I I just went back to playing Binding of Isaac while he was playing.
0: Oh, really? That's Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like that. So he so he was playing it, and we were chatting about it, but I was just playing Binding of Isaac with the keyboard. Well, actually, no. I was trying to play with the controller, and it turns out I suck at the controller. It was much, but be- I was much better at it with the keyboard. I'm the opposite.
0: The uh, controller seems so much easier for me.
1: I think it depends on the game. I think it depends on the game. Um, that's true. But for whatever reason, Binding of Isaac, it might just be because I've played 20 hours of it on the keyboard already, and so trying to switch to the... And 20 hours is not very much by Binding of Isaac standards. I think You know, if you watch like YouTubers and live streamers who play Binding of Isaac, they've played hundreds of hours, thousands of hours. So I'm super amateur and really bad at Binding of Isaac. But it's that that's a really fun game. You know, short, rogue, light kind of twin stick shooter.
0: And there is progression in Binding of Isaac.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There's so much progression in Binding of Isaac. There's so many unlocks, so many achievements. Uh, Well, there's basically an achievement for each unlock and there's hundreds of items to unlock.
0: But it's not something where you when you restart, you can't take those items with you.
1: So a particular run of Binding of Isaac, you'll pick a character, you'll start in the basement, and you have to try and fight to, to fight to Mum, to fight to Mum's heart, fight to Satan. You're drilling down into like kind of like these Zelda, like Zelda 1-esque dungeons, with a kind of bullet hell twin stick shooting kind of mechanic. Uh, Zelda kind of items with buffs, or use items. And as you complete the game with different characters or do different things, you'll unlock more items and they'll just be adding to the, the potential items you could get in one of these runs. But when you die, that's it, and you just start a new run again. It's really fun. It's really fun. And they recently released uh, an expansion pack called Afterbirth. Uh, and this is already Binding of Isaac Rebirth, which is kind of a remake of the game, not in Flash, because they kind of already hit the limitations of the Flash, uh, what they could do with the Flash version of the game. So they remade it again in in a custom game engine. And then... This is the first expansion pack for that remake, which has added a whole bunch of extra stuff. And there's like this crazy alternate reality game going on where they just keep adding new stuff to it and the community's going mad. Alternate reality game? Isn't that what they call it? An ARG? Where... Oh, okay. So they've done stuff like um, they've put up like a missing poster of Isaac and you have to find it. It's got a phone number on it. And when you call the phone number, you get a voicemail and you have to leave a message. And if you leave the right message, then they'll give you the next patch of the game. I mean, only one person has to get it right for them to release the next patch. But it's been crazy. I've been looking at the uh, the Binding of Isaac subreddit where everyone's been like theorizing and talking about the things that Edmund Millen's been tweeting. So that's been fun. I mean, that's been my random, you know, random downtime.
0: Don't really want to think about it too much. Fun game to play. Because originally with this, it was it seemed like it would it was unintentional. It's, I'm surprised it's progressed this far. Yeah, but it's really a thing. Yeah, I think it's And he's not trolling anyone. No,
1: I think it really is a thing now. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. quite cool. It's quite cool. And then what else? Ark. Ark, Ark is so fun. I yeah, I randomly we finally decided to play Ark because everyone had been talking about how great it was. So, I was like, look, let's play Ark. Let's try it. We'll just we'll just mess around. We played an entire weekend of Ark and we spent a lot of time dying to begin with because we we didn't read any guys. We had no well, idea what Let's go what we're back doing. a step. What is Ark? Oh, okay. Ark, for me, Ark Survival is yet another one of these kind of building survival type games. I still haven't read too much into it, but you seem to just spawn on an island, uh, you have to find food and water, and the island's covered in dinosaurs, and you kind of have to tame dinosaurs and level up and build better, bigger and better structures, form tribes. Yeah, I th- the thing is, we've talked about this offline, so it, it, it's... It's slightly hard to, like, recapture, like, the madness of, you know, my enthusiasm for, oh, you won't believe what just happened. We, we so we spawned this island. We had to pick names. I tried to make my character as tall and thin as possible and called him Slender. Uh, my friend made his character as short and fat as possible and called him Mega Fatty. So we had <laughs> Mega Fatty and Slender, the amazing duo. Did you, did you name your tribe? We named our tribe the, uh, the, well, the tribe was originally called the Tribe of Slender because I made the tribe. But then there was someone else on the server who... For some reason, I decided just to use the default name, which is your computer name. So he was called like MSI Notebook Win something, something. So I decided, we decided to rename our tribe uh, the tribe of uh, Nokia N-Gage QD. <laughs> yeah. And then while we were wandering around blindly on the island being morons, we managed to get killed by some turret on some base. And then we decided to make it our mission to fuck up these people's base. But we actually never got that far uh, because there's quite a long grind to get to get anywhere good. And it did actually bring out all sorts of sociopathic tendencies in us, which we didn't realise we had. Uh, we started out being really nice and being like, oh, we wouldn't troll people. We won't, uh, you know, grief people. Well, what happened? We finally started to level up. Uh, and we, it's like the three little pigs. So we built a house out of straw. And then we built a house out of wood. But Did someone blow the houses down? And then, and then we found a house made out of straw. And the house was owned by a tribe called Walt Disney and we're like this house is made out of straw we could we could probably get in here and so whose idea was that maybe (laughs) Mark and so we and so we beat down the door and inside we found Chip and we're like oh it's Chip like Chip and Dale from the rescue rangers when you log out of Ark you don't disappear your body just flops down unconscious so you've got to make sure you log out somewhere safe yeah and so Chip logged out inside his house but unfortunately, uh, we hacked down the door and then decided to um, decided to troll him. I don't know. I'm usually a nice guy. I don't know why, but we were just both wetting ourselves laughing. We just, it just seemed like the funniest thing ever. And so we we took him out of his house and then we built like another house a little way away. So we put down the foundation and we put Chip inside this house and we put down a sign that said, "It's a small world after all." And then we just then we just built four walls around him. So he was sealed in. So he was sealed in this. Uh, he was sealed in this building with no door. So we're thinking, well, when he logs on, he's going to get a nice surprise. And then, because to level, up, we need to level up. And in the course of leveling up, one of the most efficient things to do is just make a lot of hats. And the hats weigh quite a lot. So we were like, oh, you know what? You know, this is mean, like leaving himself. Let's give him some hats. And so we just filled his inventory with like a hundred hats and sealed him in this house. So you can mess around with people's inventories when Yeah. That's oh, yeah. when they're logged out. When they're logged out, you just they just like flopped down unconscious. And you can you could kill them if you're a jerk. But we didn't we didn't I wanna make it clear, we did not kill him. <laughs> we did not kill him. We just filled his inventory full of hats and then sealed him in a building with no exits. The next day we logged on and then we walked past the house again, and then we discovered that under the floor of the house was Dale so, that, so it's like, oh, there's Dale. But then, but then horror of horrors, we actually went to check on Chip and someone someone had actually busted down the walls of our straw house that we built for Chip and killed him. Those monsters. <laughs> Later on, we came back and discovered someone had murdered Dale as well. So, you know, it, it's kill or be killed. You didn't move Dale. We didn't move Dale. We didn't move Dale, but we discovered he'd been murdered. It, it was terrible. Yeah, and then we also, one time we came back to our house and we found someone trying to chop the door down of our house. Uh, and they... they they turned around and they saw us and we were both looking at them like and we were all (laughs) holding axes and just looking at each other and then we were like hi and they just backed away and they kept like slowly backing away and they just turned around and ran (laughs) so yeah it's a brutal brutal world we did meet some nice people as well one day we were like we were walking through the forest at night and we saw someone else and this isn't like shit shit we extinguished our torches and they were just coming straight forward like shit they saw us they ran up to us they got off their dinosaur Punched it in the face so that it became neutral again. It was like, he's yours now. See you guys. And then we're like, awesome. So we got a free dinosaur. So the guy actually was just running up to us to be nice. So that that was nice. And so we had Steve the dinosaur and we built him a dino pen. But then unfortunately, we logged off at the end of the weekend. Logged in on, on the Monday after work. And our house had been wrecked. Steve had been brutally murdered. We had tried to make ourselves as secure as possible by building like a stone house and putting ourselves on the second story of the stone house with two doors in between. They'd broken through the doors, they'd looted all our stuff, we'd been killed. Yeah, it's dog eat dog. Dino eat dino. Did they leave a note? They didn't leave a note. If they'd left a note, it might actually have made up for it. It would have been it would have been hilarious. If yeah, they should have they should have said something. They should have said something. So what are the races?
0: Engage sucks. What are the races in the game? Are you all humans? Yeah, we're all humans. Oh, so Chippendale, they're not furry. No, no fur. No
1: furries. No oh. furries in Ark. Sorry. Disappoint. And there's no
0: audio with strangers.
1: I don't know. I don't know if there's push talk. If there was, we we didn't know what it was because we were all on uh voice comms with each other. We didn't really talk to strangers. There was a lot of uh it was just text chat. And then the other thing is obviously we're in Asia, so a lot of the text chat we couldn't actually understand because it's all in uh you know Chinese. Uh, or korean and and there was actually some sort of like crazy war between the between the hong kongers and and the koreans on the server they were you know they were like going we're from hong kong say if you're from hong kong we were like we're from hong kong and and then the other people were like koreans koreans unite kill those hong kong bastards and we were like whoa this is, this is taking a turn for the worse maybe that's why we were brutally murdered while we were logged out i don't know there was some there was some crazy stuff going on in that server It's it's
0: great fun though Where's the servers located here,
1: then? Yeah, we were playing on an Asia server. We were playing on an Asia server. But we, we, hardly, we hardly scratched the surface as well. We're really low level still. There's a huge tech tree to climb. I mean, eventually you'll get, you know, guns and automated turrets and crazy stuff. You can tame flying dinosaurs and fly around the island. I mean, we, we got hardly anywhere.
0: We were still, like, eating nuts and berries. Is this something that you can play on your own, as part of a tribe, but on your own, in the server or is the world too brutal for you to survive on your own it's i think it's really hard to survive on your own okay.
1: uh you you really you really benefit from being in a tribe and being in a big tribe where there'll always be someone locked in so that when someone's smashing down your door you can go uh excuse me because most people most people are actually wussers in this game where if you actually directly confront them they'll just run away but when you're not locked in someone might just smash down the door of disneyland and like drag your body outside to troll you so uh yeah how did you know chip was dead how did you know chip was dead because we went there and and there was just like his inventory there was like a backpack for where his inventory was and his body was gone so he didn't move himself he didn't move himself no but uh, i don't i think chip and dale are probably actually uh logged out for a while because all the structures in the game have like a decay timer on them and uh after they've been unattended for like 10 11 days then you can break them down so Chip and Dale's house, I think, had been unattended for like a week already. So maybe they were never going to log back in anyway. Who knows?
0: It's a very interesting mechanic. They really want you to log in all the time. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was it it was really fun. I would play it again. I think it would be better if we had more people. It's definitely a game that benefits from you genuinely having a tribe and playing and cooperating together. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it would be hard to play it solo. So yeah, Ark.
0: Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? It's it's yeah.
1: fun. It's yeah. There's so many of these games now. There are so many of these games now. Yeah, and I've just been, like I said, I've done absolutely nothing to improve my backlog. I've just been buying more stuff.
0: But you're playing more stuff. It's. Not... I'm playing
1: more stuff. It's weird. Yeah, I have suddenly. I do seem to have suddenly managed to, to, to unblock myself, and I've just been playing loads of random stuff. I was playing that. Uh, hu- is it Human Resource Machine? Yes. I can't even remember what it's called. That programming game. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's good fun as well. I only I played that just a couple of hours. Last night, competing with another programmer friend, who's the most efficient? Who can use the least instructions? Who can write the uh, fastest program?
0: Is there a timer on it as well?
1: There's no timer on it.
0: Oh, so it's, it would be instructions. It's, it's
1: literally that you you write your program and then it rates you. Obviously, how many instructions used is obvious, but uh, it, it runs your program on like a set of sample inputs and tells you on average your program runs in this many cycles. Yeah.
0: That's but, pretty cool. As a programmer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's
1: right. But it's uh it, it's not like uh it the game obviously is done in a much more whimsical way and pretending to be like inbox and outbox and you are moving, you know, a little a little guy's moving around and putting things on the floor and picking them up and stuff, but really it's a programming game. But drag and drop. Uh yeah, drag and drop. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame. That's a shame. You, you can actually write it in a text editor and just paste it in. It there's actually there's actually like a text format at the program. You can like click copy and paste. Into a text editor, and you can edit your programming notepad if you wanted to.
0: That's mental,
1: but it could be fun. It could be fun. It, it was just starting to get difficult. So I played like the first twenty levels We we last night we got up to the first twenty levels. So you have to, you've gone from like input and output, to having to write a multiplier. So you're having to write, you know, multiply two numbers with just you know increment, decrement, uh, addition, subtraction instructions.
0: I wonder if we'll do concurrency.
1: No, there's no there's no concurrency in this, fortunately. You should play Space Cam. <laughs> Everyone should play Space game, It's like the best game ever.
0: But you spent hours looking at one problem in Space Cam.
1: I spent, yes, hours. I do remember on Space Cam, like, playing through it and really enjoying it. And then one day, like, playing in the morning on one puzzle and then looking out and realizing it was dark. And holy shit, I've played the whole day trying to solve this puzzle and failing. <laughs> there were, and there was some trick to the puzzle i actually I even remember what the trick was like I had to I couldn't figure out how to count to three. I had to write a loop that ran three times and then did something else and I could do two and I could do four and I couldn't figure out three okay. and once I figured out three suddenly I was unblocked but I didn't look up any solutions. I tried to do the whole thing from
0: first principles
1: yep. yeah, it's quite a brutal game and, and space game has concurrency that's why I, that's okay. why I said it whereas this one definitely doesn't
0: this one supports recursion though
1: um it's okay. got loops, but no recursion uh no not really explicit recursion yeah because there's, there's no functions there's no functions it's all just like it's like assembly language i mean you could probably you could you could obviously abstract it this is getting into way too much detail okay. it's like assembly okay. you have got jump you know jump if zero jump if negative okay yeah anyway sorry too much detail it's not fun unless you're a programmer. Oh, so you wouldn't recommend it to some to a normal person <laughs> <laughs> to it wouldn't you wouldn't recommend it to a normal no, it's a great introduction to programming you know, okay. so its it is fun it's fun okay. it is fun if you're a programmer, just solving the puzzles uh at least up to the, you know the point of where I've got to is trivial because. You have to do the sort of thing, you know, it's it's like really basic programming or it it should be trivially for a programmer. If you find it difficult and you're a programmer, maybe you should become an artist.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. Being an artist is really hard. If you want to work for Sir Michael, you need to be good at human resource machine.
1: (laughs) But solving the challenges is actually quite difficult. Like solving it in solving in a small number of instructions is actually not that hard. But solving it so that it's fast is actually quite difficult. At least that's been my experience over the first twenty levels. I haven't finished it. Did you compete on that? Yeah, we did. So, so the the rules of art. Well, I got you know I got home from work quite late. He'd already been playing it for a couple of hours, and he was saying, "Oh, see if you can catch up to me because this this puzzle's really hard. See if you can catch up." And I'm like, "Okay, challenge accepted." And he's like, "Okay, the rules are you're not allowed to move on from the puzzle until you've done the puzzle and beaten both of the optional challenges because it judges you on the number of instructions and it judges you on speed," and Sometimes it's possible to meet both of the optional challenges in one program, but other times you have to explicitly write two different programs, one that's optimized for speed and one that's optimized for instruction length. So that was the challenge. I got up to the same level as him, but I wasn't able to solve the speed challenge before he did. But he did have a two-hour head start in my defense. So, But I think the speed challenge for that one is hard. I only tried it a little bit. I mean, it was already like 1am by that point. So it was like, I should probably go to sleep. Okay. So there you go that's what i've been playing a load of random nonsense anyway what so what did we want to actually talk about now what did you want to talk about
0: well there's a they've they've dug up which well, you should talk about this this snares playstation console
1: the nintendo playstation yes.
0: yes a guy
1: found in his attic or in some closing down liquidation cell for a set of officers whatever one of the prototype type nintendo playstations and it's in Hong Kong, and we're in Hong Kong. And at the end of the month, there's going to be a retro gaming expo, I think, retro.hk. And they're going to they're gonna have it on display there.
0: And so, it's legit.
1: Uh, it appears to be legit. Uh, I mean, it does work. It plays Super Nintendo games. Uh, the, the CD drive doesn't work. So maybe he just glued one on. No, I think it, it's all receiving power. They just said they haven't figured out why it's not working just yet. And everyone's secretly hoping it will play PlayStation games as well. But I don't think it's going to be that simple because it's going to be some funny prototype. But, yeah, it's a Nintendo PlayStation. It says Nintendo PlayStation on it.
0: What does this mean to you personally, though? Going back to those consoles of that generation, I'm just not so connected to... To the Nintendo side. To the games or the consoles back then. Because I started a generation later.
1: Did you really?
0: Yeah, my first console was an N64. Oh. What did you have before that? Game Boy Game Gear.
1: Okay. I mean, the Nintendo PlayStation, I guess, would have been a bridge console between the Snes and the N64. Had it actually, had it actually happened, is that right? Or maybe it would have been an add-on, and it would have just replaced the N64. I'm not sure anyone really knows because obviously, it never really, ha- it never happened. But there was supposed to be a partnership between Nintendo and Sony, and then what happened? Nintendo obviously stabbed Sony in the back, and yes. then and those horrible Philips CDI games got made instead.
0: No, then they went off and they said they wanted to stick with cartridges and sony wanted to push the cd as a format and then they went off and built their own
1: well the rest is history i mean the playstation i want i wonder how nintendo feels about it now looking back because obviously they created their greatest rival you know sony is definitely a gaming powerhouse we've all gone sony this generation i mean i don't have a i don't have a wii u because of stupid region locking i mean i'm not buying one on principle i really want one i really I'd like to play the games but I'm not buying it on principle I'll have bought one by next week I'll have just caved I hope so. uh, <laughs> and um, Xbox One again just seems to be no point I think it's got a lot of good features if you're in the US because of all the integration with other media stuff but there's just no point if you're not in the US it just seems to be an underpowered PlayStation because yeah, it's the, t- the same hardware isn't it
0: all the TV stuff sounds good Yeah, except it doesn't work anywhere else yeah
1: exactly so meh
0: anyway let's go back a step so th- we wanted to talk about this nintendo playstation let's go back to that those generations you and myself and see what what you had then yeah Where so did, how did it all begin how did, well, it, did it all begin actually with the snes for you
1: well no it's actually it's actually quite funny because my parents used to have like a toshiba msx a 64k it's kind of like commodore 64 kind of power but it was obviously some weird in the west relatively obscure Uh, Because Commodore 64 was obviously the popular console of that kind of ilk. And there were games on this Toshiba MSX. So my parents actually quite enjoyed playing computer games. They used to quite like playing arcades. And um, one day when I was uh, in primary school, my dad just brought home uh, a NES uh, with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. You had a gun. the had the gun, yeah. And my parents played Duck Hunt and they liked it. So we originally got the console. You know, it's like, oh, here, kids. I got you this console just randomly on a random day. And then my parents were just playing Duck Hunt. I think it might have been on a macro mail special offer, if you know macro in the UK, that trade. With case Yeah, M A K R O. Yep. So yeah, they had a macro card and stuff. And they went, and I think it was on special. So that's where we got it in the first place. And so I had, and that's how I got the NES. Yeah. And so I guess that was the beginning of it. And I ended up with boatloads of NES games because. It was actually quite near the end of the NES's life cycle that I got the NES, because that's why it was on special offer.
0: Do you happen to remember the year?
1: We could probably figure it out just by knowing it was quite late in the NES's life cycle, because the SNES came out, and so NES games became really cheap, because everyone was just clearing their stock. Um,
0: 91, 92 was SNES, PlayStation came in 95, and 64, 96.
1: Really? Okay, so the so the SNES lasted, what, three or four years? Is that it? Yeah.
0: No, 96. So th- four years, yeah.
1: Four years. Yeah, because the NES lasted longer than that, didn't it? The NES, the NES actually was out in, like, 83. That I don't know. I think the NES was out in, like, 83. And, and we would have got this in the 90s. Yeah, actually, and that's the other thing to remember back then. Like, the disparity between European dates yes. and American and Japanese dates was enormous.
0: It will be a year. Isn't too bad. It would be painful now if you had to wait a year for something. Yeah,
1: can you can you imagine if it were if it was out in the US and it didn't come out in in the UK for like a year? I mean, there would be like outrage on Twitter.
0: Imagine the problem with games as so well. imagine we have to wait a year for Fallout. Yeah. And if we knew another region had got Fallout before us. Yeah. There'd be, be
1: pitchforks. Yeah. Pitchforks and torches. Things have definitely got better on that front. So. I don't know. I had a. I had. We had a lot of cheap. NES games they were like five ten pounds I think as I said everyone's cleaning their stock so I played a lot of I played a lot of NES games I had a wide variety of NES games I did eventually buy a second-hand SNES I remember looking at I think in like the local the local newspaper the classified ads and seeing someone selling a, a SNES for 50 quid and being really excited and being like oh I'm gonna buy this SNES from this guy and buying it from like some random guy for 50 quid yeah so I and so I had a SNES with Star Fox and again it was quite late it was quite late in the SNESers cycle and picking up loads of second-hand SNES games for like £5.
0: Your parents weren't involved in this one?
1: My parents weren't involved in this one. This one this one was me saving up my pocket money and then buying uh, second-hand games from... Is um, it called Cyber Games or something? Some second-hand game shop in Bracknell or Crackhell if you're from that area <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, see, this will be ripe for abuse if anyone actually uses it from there. I doubtful anyone listened to it. Yeah, so played a lot of those, and then, weirdly, selling loads of my NES games and SNES games back to this second-hand game store in order to to get enough money to buy an N64. Uh, so I actually got the N64 when it was new. Oh. So at that point, I suddenly managed to go bang and back in step with, like, the cutting edge. And the N64, I remember, cost me £250, I think, I mean, which was, like, a huge amount of money for me at the yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, that was, like all my savings and like selling like loads and loads and loads of my, loads of my games to get N64 with Super Mario 64, which was mind blowing at the time. Uh, And it it still is. I mean, it's still one of the best games, best 3D Mario games
0: ever. Did you just get the one? The one? One game.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't afford anything else. (laughs) Uh,
0: Was that a pack-in?
1: Yeah, I think it was a pack-in. Okay. So I got it with that. And then what else did I get on the N64? I mean, N64 games were expensive. Goldeneye, I remember I got Goldeneye as well, and I remember getting Goldeneye for a really good price. I think it was like some mistake. Games were not as popular then as they are now, and some stores did just screw up. And I think they put out copies of Goldeneye, I don't know if it was like on the first day it was out, or the week it was out, for 30 quid. And 30 pounds for a brand new N64 game that had just come out was unheard of. I was thinking, I could probably buy this and sell it to the second-hand shop for like 35 quid. I could make a profit. But I didn't, I just bought the one. So yeah, GoldenEye. Another, obviously, classic, classic game. And is it my introduction to first-person shooters? I guess I probably played Doom and stuff before, but... Certainly first-person multiplayer. Kind of like party games or get your friends round. Split screen, a classic. Mario but Party. Y- no, no. I never played Mario Party. Do you have Mario Party? I've played Mario Party. I've never played Mario Party. It's quite good fun. It's quite good fun? Okay. I don't know. Cause you you cause you, you're very different then, as you were saying. You you had the handhelds?
0: Yeah. I couldn't buy a real console, couldn't buy something that was purely just for games. I had a PC, that was it. So I had a Game Gear and a Game Boy. And I would I remember one friend would trade me his SNES for my game gear and we would do it Every so often for a week. Oh really? I have no idea why he what? wanted my game gear so badly. Yeah, I don't know why either. Yeah. What what do you have in the snares? Um I ended up playing this game called Super Soccer.
1: Oh, Super Soccer, I know yeah. Super
0: Soccer. <sighs> Gave me Nintendo thumb so badly. <laughs> and Uni
1: Rally. Oh Uni Rally. I yeah. never owned it but it and looked great fun.
0: And Earthworm Gym. Uh, so
1: Earthworm very Gym. weird
0: games. No Mario?
1: No Mario, yeah. It does seem... It's really funny, because I just assume you've played all these classic Nintendo games, but you haven't.
0: Nope, so no Metroid, no 2D Mario. No 2D Metroid, no 2D Mario. What other classic? Things like this
1: really make me think, one day we should pick some SNES games.
0: No 2D Zelda? You've never
1: played A Link to the Past. No. Which is a classic.
0: Yeah. That says enough, I feel. (laughs) That says enough.
1: Yeah. And and neither of us had the Sega consoles then.
0: Only Game Gear, but yep, yeah, no real Sega consoles.
1: Yeah. I had a cousin who had a Mega Drive. So I have actually played... I played Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Played Road Rash, Golden Axe, Altered Beast. So I, I have played a whole bunch of Mega Drive games as well.
0: Would you say they were, they were equivalent games to... In terms of quality? Oh, because of blast processing. <laughs> um,
1: no, they were different. They were just different.
0: I guess Sega were more well-known for their arcade titles then.
1: I think the... What is really funny is to, to try and remember what things were like back then in the console war, like Mario versus Sonic, Nintendo versus Sega. And the perspectives of how these games are now versus then is almost unthinkable. I mean, the idea that Mario and Sonic might one day be in the same game just seemed completely ludicrous. And yet now... In Smash Brothers, Sonic is a character in Smash Brothers. Pac-Man is a character in Smash Brothers. Ryu is a character in Smash Brothers. So you've got Mario, Ryu, Sonic, and Solid Snake. Cloud now, as well, all in the same game. These are things that would have been completely unthinkable back then. It was very much, were you a Nintendo person or were you a Sega person? And the idea of having both was just ludicrous.
0: But was that something that you feel applied to you?
1: I think so. I think... When you're a young and impressionable kid, and it's all around, like, are you Nintendo or are you Sega? You know, it's like being part of a tribe. The idea that you might, the idea that, you, you know, they might cross over, just, it seemed incredible. And I'm trying to think of a, a word to sum, up, sum it up, but I can't quite.
0: I know what you mean. Because it's, it's like just fanboyism, isn't it, really?
1: It is fanboyism. <laughs> it is fanboyism that seemed acceptable at the time.
0: But it still happens now.
1: I don't think it's as I don't think it's as much now though because there weren't that many games that were on both consoles. You know, you had the Nintendo games and, that were only on Nintendo and you had a lot of games that were only on Sega. There weren't that many cross-platform games. Whereas now Nintendo still has a lot of exclusives. And Nintendo is mostly exclusive because they have very little third-party support. But between the Xbox One and the PS4,
0: most of the games run both. Okay, let's go back a step though. So how did we move on from N64 to PS4, right? Did something... What drove that decision? I guess that's what I really wanted to ask in this section. It's like, what got you here? Were the things that happened in your life or in your relationship to games that got you here? Did the companies do something right? Or, would you know, these were things that you chose and... For what for, you know, for whatever reason. So
1: I used to read Super Play, a magazine called Super Play. If you know that, I oh, you Super. probably wouldn't know that. It was a Nintendo gaming magazine, and it used to also cover like Japanese animation and stuff. And in Super Play, they would always harp on about how great the Final Fantasy games were, and because the Final Fantasy games, none of them were released in Europe. So again, it's one of those things that's hard to think about now versus then, because Final Fantasy is so popular. Is, is a really popular series everywhere. But in Europe, no one had heard of Final Fantasy and none of the Final Fantasy games were released. But in magazines like Super Play, they had coverage of them and they were talking about importing them, the US version, the US version. But the US version, even if you used a like a region adapter to to be able to play it, the ending wouldn't play on a European SNES because of some quirk about the timing. So it was really hard to play these games properly. Uh, you know, and who was going to import, you know, an American Super Nintendo? Back then, that's the thing. The world also wasn't as global as it is now.
0: It'd be expensive. It would
1: be expensive and difficult. There's no internet no internet to speak of, or at least the internet may have existed, but again, nothing like it is today. So, I really wanted to play a Final Fantasy game because, in my mind, it just sounded like the most incredible game ever.
0: Super Play was a Nintendo magazine. Yes. But they were still pushing. Oh, because of the animation, not because.
1: No, because Final Fantasy was a Nintendo series. Final Fantasies one to six were on nintendo consoles i didn't know. okay fine okay. so that, that's the thing okay. so to be, and so when the n64 came out and there was a like a tech demo for final fantasy on the n64 and i was thinking oh i really want the n64 because i heard they're going to release the next final fantasy game on the next nintendo platform and this time they'll do it in europe as well so i got n 64 and then when final fantasy 7 came out on the playstation i was like no i really want to play it so i eventually got a playstation to play final fantasy
0: 7 and that was that but you also have an xbox 360
1: yeah i went well i actually almost stopped playing games during university just before i went to university i remember being on holiday in malaysia and buying an american ps2 It seemed like a good idea at the time but as a result of that i basically didn't play any games throughout university because again region locking it was hard to get american ps2 games in the uk
0: But didn't you get a boatload of
1: less than legal games? Yes. I did along with it at the time, but it was very early in the cycle. Like the mod chips didn't really work. So you you couldn't play DVD games. You could only play CD rips. So it just wasn't viable. It wasn't viable. And so it was a case of, okay, I should really order, I should try and import, you know, US PlayStation 2 games. And, you know, as I said, I was at university. So in the end, there were lots of other things to do anyway. Yeah, I didn't actually play that many games throughout university, and my and my PlayStation Two mostly just gathered dust. Yeah, I I thought maybe I was done with, maybe I was done with games, but then in the end, obviously, I bought I bought a three hundred and sixty. I saw Dead Rising, I saw like uh, some people playing Dead Rising, and I thought this looks, this looks incredible. <laughs> so I I bought an Xbox three hundred and sixty to play Dead Rising.
0: Interesting. So this is this is new information for me. Dead Rising on the three hundred and sixty pulled you, you back.
1: Have you played Dead Rising?
0: <laughs> no. I've only seen the stories of this guy swinging, like, a lamp at things.
1: I really... What did Dead Rising get on Metacritic? I should look it up. I can't imagine... It's probably like an 80-something game on Metacritic, maybe a 70-something. It's like a 7 or 8 out of 10 kind of game, but it was enough to make me buy it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Dead Rising. And so that, that was what made me... That was what made me get the 360. Well, that and... I guess I just started working, and a whole bunch of us together had been talking about maybe uh, we should play games together. I think there were four of us who who also all bought Gears of War, and we used to play Gears of War together as well. for For not actually that long, it was only a few weeks that we did it. Oh, okay. But I guess yeah, that was the that was the resurgence, and then what made me switch to to PlayStation though? I mean, I. It's funny, like, on principle, I refused to buy a PlayStation 3 because, uh, again, like, things people have probably forgotten, but Europe got really screwed over on the PlayStation 3. It was $400 in the US, wasn't it? And it had backwards compatibility. And when it finally released in the UK, like, a year later, it was £400 without the backwards compatibility or with limited backwards compatibility.
0: When, when was the PS3 release? Because I didn't buy it at launch. I bought it quite late.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. I refused to buy one at launch because it just seemed like terrible value and they just screwed over all Europeans. So that was the other reason for going with a 360.
0: 360 got there early as well, didn't they? Yeah, 360 got there early.
1: I I actually only bought the PlayStation 3 when I came to Hong Kong because, again, PlayStation 3 is region free. And so I thought, well, if I'm moving country, at least if I buy a PlayStation 3, I can buy games that will work here and... And there. And I really wanted to play Dead Space 2 of all games.
0: You could play that on the 360.
1: Yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, I bought the PS3. I bought And with it, I bought Dead Space 2, Final Fantasy Thirteen, and... Oh, what was the last one? Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. I wanted to play Heavy Rain. Okay. And in the end, I played and finished Heavy Rain. I played and finished... Final Fantasy Thirteen. I never actually played Dead Space 2. It's still shrink around. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show I'm a moron. So yeah. I
0: share your experience in that at one point I thought I'd, I'd stop gaming. I think I had a Wii. And from when I left uni to 2009, is that possible? 2009? That's quite late after uni. I wonder when my first PlayStation trophy is because in my mind i started i picked up my ps3 in 2009 for little big planet and fifa fifa is what pulled me back into games fifa because we we missed it and the fifa the version of fifa you got on the wii is horrible it's offensive (laughs) and that's what happened and in our minds we were never gonna i was never gonna buy a microsoft console i'm not sure why now i think about it
1: yeah i'm not sure why either
0: but I I still... There's a little bit of fanboyism in me still. I, I I, see good games on the Xbox, but I won't buy an Xbox, even though I couldn't afford an Xbox. Sure, and so can you. It's just a waste of space, though.
1: I mean, I think the thing is, what, what reason is there to buy... If you were going to buy two consoles, you should buy a Wii U and one of the PS4 and the Xbox One, I would have said, because... Most of the games that are on the PS4 are also on the Xbox One and vice versa. What are the exclusives? What are the exclusives that are worth actually playing? Halo. Halo, yeah, okay, I'll give you that.
0: Kids of War. Rare yeah. Replay.
1: Yeah, okay. Th- yeah, those are ones that are good.
0: Those are ones that are good, it's true. Killer Instinct. I'm not sure about that. Um. That's all they have. Yeah, I mean, there's not much on the Sony side, to be fair. Yeah,
1: I mean, on Sony side, you've got what Last of Us is that exclusive, or is it? Yes. That... Yeah, uh, and the Uncharted games, I guess. Yep, and Until oh, Dawn, Bloodborne, Bloodborne. I I I really like, yeah, the Souls games.
0: But otherwise, no reason.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So as I said, not that fast. I I would like a Wii U. The the Nintendo exclusive games on the Wii U. I'd really like to play. You know the the Wii U mario games the 2d ones and the 3d ones i've heard that the 2d mario is the best one since super mario world which is like my favorite uh 2d mario game of all time and i've heard that the 3d one is the best since super mario 64 which again is like my favorite 3d mario game of all time so
0: so you know my bullshit metacritic system yes so my new 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 hope is twilight princess hd will somehow get 95 and Good
1: luck with that. And open
0: the floodgates.
1: I think I think you're dreaming if you think that's going to get 95.
0: Or I need someone... I need April to gift me a Wii U. <laughs> and that will open the floodgates because then you, we can just start suggesting it. Yeah, let's, a, um,
1: let's see. Is she going to listen to this podcast? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not.
0: It's a burden. <laughs>
1: it's a burden. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like we've been... More rambly and incoherent than usual. I feel like we've managed to say more words and make less sense.
0: For this last section.
1: For this last section and the previous one too.
0: Oh, really? Well, I feel like we've covered what we wanted to say.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure it needed to be said though. That is also
0: true. (laughs) Thinking back. Because all we've said is Final Fantasy pulled you back in.
1: Final Fantasy. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy is what made me make the switch.
0: And are you pumped for the new Final Fantasy then? No. <laughs> oh, this is a really poor. <laughs> yeah, century.
1: I think, I think for me, Final Fantasy after thirteen, thirteen, made me think. Wow, I think I'm done with Final Fantasy. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I've just reassured my reputation as a simpleton when it comes to games because I play FIFA, and I've caught. I played. I bought Blobs today.
1: You bought Blobs? Oh, ah, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. You can be. You know, you're you're more mainstream than me. I, I like to think of myself as some terrible, as, you know, some high concept, uh, Jonathan Blow worshipping hipster. Um,
0: You've, so you're a hipster?
1: A, a gaming hipster. Okay. So yeah. that's
0: different from a regular hipster.
1: Well, I don't have a luxurious beard and
0: uh, I... You wear hats? I, I, I wear
1: hats because I'm losing my hair. Yeah, thanks a lot,
0: Ting. <laughs> you added that bit. I, I said you wore hats. I think you look good in a hat, by the way. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um... Yeah. Yeah. What am I looking forward to now? I, I I really am looking forward to Fallout actually. I'm quite psyched about playing it as soon as soon as you fuck off out of here. So, oh god. <laughs> and I'm gonna look at the numbers like No, I'm kidding. I probably won't play that much. I've 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 sadly I've sadly got a punishing week of work ahead and I have to edit this podcast to try and make it less of a rambly mess.
0: But you should play Fallout as well. I will play Fallout, don't Please. worry.
1: I'll I'll find some time. I'll probably still manage to play twice as much as you. <laughs> <It's>
0: not- <laughs> it's not hard <laughs> no it's not hard oh gosh I'm just I'm worried about am I just going to confirm my position as a really slow ass gamer but in Fallout, ass- you can't do anything wrong I hope
1: you can't do anything wrong yeah I'm <laughs> sure you'll find a way thanks don't worry you've got skills <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> so long as I can continue to surprise you it's fine yep okay yep okay so we're going to wrap this up yes we were lost levels club we still are lost levels club that's right. And uh, we would love for you to rate and subscribe on iTunes. Please, please rate and subscribe. I would
1: love it if someone listened to this. Yeah. Rather than me talking talking to Ting.
0: But we're we so desperate that we'll take positive and negative feedback. <laughs> it's, a, it's all a learning experience. It's all a learning experience. True. Yeah. We have Twitter. We have Reddit. And we have email. We Check do. the notes. Check the notes. I, it's over. It's over. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.